right, shit. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 184, take number two. So we just went through probably, I mean, how long would you say that was? Like eight minutes? That was probably 10 minutes, and that was probably the most electric 10 minutes of Couch Guy Sports Podcast history since I got integrated as a full-time I'm host. I'm sweating. <laughs> I am sweating from that. I was... I mean, not to pat myself on the back here, but I was on fire. You're, you're, try, you're trying to pat yourself on the back. You're, that's what I you're am patting to myself on the back right now. I was on fire. And we, we're starting the show over, which is totally fine. Jared had to go. Uh, Jared's got a child, which we've discussed many times. No, really? Tell me something I didn't know. So really? <laughs> Jared's got a baby that he's got to go take care of, which is totally understandable. Me and Al are just two idiots. We could not father a child right now. So... Hey, to Jared. hey, 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 hey. I uh, mean. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay, you're right. Move on. Carry on. So, so tonight's show is just going to be me, Nick Qualia, and Al Nahigan. I got to get you a nameplate, maybe. I was I just about YouTube. to ask, do you have the nameplate no. yet or no? No. Of course I know you don't. Because you don't love me. You don't love me, and you just don't take care of me. This is getting unreal. Well, listen. Listen, <laughs> maybe <laughs> if I did love <laughs> you a little bit more, maybe I would be able to get that nameplate done, but I just keep forgetting. There's a lot of stuff going I, I on. Don't, I don't want to hear that you keep forgetting. You're unreal, you know that? There's really? a lot of stuff going on. So tonight's show is just going to be me and Al, which is totally fine. We've done this a million times at this point. We've got a lot to talk about within the Boston sports world tonight. We've got the Celtics. We've got a lot of Celtics news. And honestly, a majority of the show is probably just going to be Celtics news. And then we've got some Patriots to talk about. We've got Cam Newton to discuss because Cam Newton is a very interesting topic this week, specifically after what has transpired over the past few weeks. Because three weeks ago, Cam Newton looked great. You know, he looked very solid. Last week, was it 350 yards? Something like that. I mean, the, the pass to Bird downfield definitely helped uh, spike those numbers up a little bit. But yes. But even so, even take away 100, that's still 250. And then you look at this past week. They won the game. They beat the Cardinals. Ugh. Ugh. My but gosh. his passer rating was 23. 23. So we've got a lot of Cam Newton to talk about. We've got some Nikhil Harry to talk about. And we could talk about the general team. Gordon Hayward signing trade officially done, finally took long enough. So, I mean, Al, baby, yes, sir. let's get into it. Let's do it. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Weekly dumb? Damn right. <laughs> Erod, Eduardo <laughs> Rodriguez to most of you. And the Red Sox avoid arbitration, settling on $8.3 million for the 2021 season. The Celtics sign and trade with Charlotte and Gordon Hayward is officially done after Hayward gets himself a four-year, $120 million contract, and the Celtics' big fish was landing their $28 million trade exception. Al. Yes. Question that we're going to talk about more in the main part of the show. So keep this in mind. Okay. Danny Ainge and the Celtics, apparently they tried to get Gordon back. If they gave him a $110 million deal, Think about this. Would you have been okay with that? $110 million for Gordon I, Hayward. I, I've already got my answer, but I'll wait. I've already All got right. my answer. So keep that in mind. Kemba Walker, this is big, and, and, and it's, it's a shame that Jared is not on the show because he actually brought this up, I think it was at last week's show, when he said 
that maybe Kemba Walker's knee is worse than we thought. Worse I than think, we I, knew. I, yeah, I think it was last week. I think you're right on that. I think it was last week too. Kemba Walker is going to miss the start of the season after receiving a stem cell injection into his knee. We're going to have another update on his status in early January. That is scary. Yeah. That is scary, especially after – and I'm in props to Jared for calling this out because Jared, again, he specifically said that maybe Kemba's knee is worse than we thought. So if this was the case and Danny Ainge was able to end up getting a Drew Holiday in exchange for Kemba Walker, with this news coming out now, imagine the praise that would be given to Danny Ainge. Imagine that praise to get Drew Holiday for Kemba Walker when Kemba Walker's knee apparently is a little bit more of a problem than we originally thought. And people remember this too. Before Kemba came here, Al, Kemba was one of those guys who was always on the floor. Yes. He was always available. Always available. Sorry. Always available. He was never hurt. He had to be. And he had to be for that Charlotte team that was just so bad for years and years. So Kemba right now with this knee injury, that's scary, especially with what they have on this team. It's a very good basketball team, but losing one of these key guys in Kemba, Jason, and Jalen, it's going to take a major hit, especially with Gordon Hayward being off this team now. Going on with the Celtics, Evan Turner is back with the C's after the 32-year-old signed on to be an assistant coach with a focus on player development. Did you see what he tweeted out right after he signed? No, I actually didn't. How he wanted to fight uh, Jake Paul oh, or Jake whatever. Paul. Yeah, how he just wanted to fight him. Nice move, Evan Turner, right after you become a coach in the NBA. Good so call. I've actually, I've actually got Jake Paul on the bottom of this weekly dump. <laughs> Danny Ainge confirmed on Toucher and Rich on Tuesday that he did not talk or meet with Houston Rockets star James Harden after there were heavy rumors that the Celtics were in on the superstar. And we talked about our guy Mo Chanel last week. I think it was Mo Chanel who said that Danny Ainge was having dinner or something? Yes, yes, and we don't believe him, and this is why we don't believe him. And apparently it didn't happen. Apparently it didn't happen. And like I said last week, or whatever, whatever, two weeks ago last week, whatever it was, I'm an emotional fan because the troll job that that guy does consistently on Boston Sports Twitter, it's out of this world. Because you will see everybody, you'll see a ton of people. When, when Mo Chanel tweets out something crazy, Julio Jones is, is coming to the Patriots. James Harden is eating dinner with Danny Ainge. You're going to see a ton of people underneath all of his tweets saying, yeah, but what about this rumor? You got this wrong. Huge respect to Mo Chanel because he just continuously, uh, I've got major respect. I'm, I'm one of those people that's like, and I called him out on the Julio one too. I'm like, hey, Mo Chanel, how well did that Julio rumor go for you? Remember that one? <laughs> and I think I got about like 15 likes on that. So people, people noticed. Well, people, people also, okay, just big Mo Chanel fan just because of the respect that I have for the guy. And last, Jake Paul brutally knocked out Nate Robinson. Brutally. Did you see the hit? Did you see the punch? I, I saw it on social media. That looked rough for Nate Robinson. Poor guy. So this is the, and and I was gonna make I was debating whether or not to make this a main topic of the show, but I feel like it's not a main topic type thing. I've got a major – I get so annoyed when people think that athletes can beat fighters, professional fighters, whether it be UFC or boxing, just because they're crazy athletic. I saw some fanboy account of LeBron who was like, I think LeBron could beat Mike Tyson. And he didn't, he didn't tweet out a picture of, like, Mike Tyson now. 
who's 52 years old, I believe, who after this weekend fought uh, Jones Jr. Did, did he do prime Tyson? He took a picture of prime Mike Tyson and said that he thought LeBron could beat Mike Tyson. That's terrible. It's insane to me that people just consistently put out this BS and think that these athletes can beat these fighters who are professional fighters just because they're athletes. And I, I quote tweeted that, or I, I don't even think I quote tweeted. I think I just tweeted. If Mike Tyson in his prime went up against LeBron James in his prime, I'll, I'll even give him his athletic prime. LeBron wouldn't make it out of the first minute. Yeah, he'd get knocked right on it, right Mike on his, you know what. He would look like Nate Robinson. But here, here's my question. Is Jake Paul a professional fighter? I honestly don't know. Was he a professional fighter? So, so Jake Paul's weird. So Jake Paul, well, yeah. obviously he's a YouTuber. And right he, over the past couple of years, I, I, I don't want to call him a professional fighter because I don't think he's – I don't think – I might be wrong on this, but I don't think he's been in the ring with any – pro fighters i think he's fought like other youtubers or now nay robinson but jake paul is i think i think he wants to become a professional fighter so he's on that path to be a professional fighter um but even so i mean he's fought over the past couple of years nate robinson as far as i know hasn't so jake paul has been in the ring and nate robinson hasn't in exactly what i expected to happen happened a guy who has been training to fight for three years now got into the ring with an ex-nba athlete oh, who because okay. he's athletic okay i, I said he can beat him okay i didn't know that part okay that makes sense I, i'm pretty sure jake paul's been fighting over the past however many years like two or three years now besides so because, fighting off the critics so besides fighting off the critics he's yeah, actually fighting besides in real fighting life. off tmz and in the hollywood fix and all that jake yeah. paul's actually been training as a boxer over the past couple of years he's had a few matches nate robinson again as far as i know this is his first fight so the fact that jake paul folded nate robinson the way that he did i mean that didn't shock me that didn't shock me at all and and again just going back to it like guys people have to realize just because these guys are athletes doesn't mean that they can beat professional fighters it just doesn't like you put you put any of these massive guys i'd even give you a 250 pound linebacker in the nfl against let's 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 say conor mcgregor in his prime right mcgregor is much smaller than 250 i believe he was a featherweight at one point i would bet my money on mcgregor knocking them out because mcgregor knows what to do he's fast he knows what parts of your body to hit just because a guy is a big, strong linebacker doesn't mean that he can fight a professional fighter. So going back to that, that LeBron versus Mike Tyson question, again, Mike Tyson would knock LeBron out in a minute, less than a minute, without question. Yes, but let's, let's move on because we're, we're not a LeBron podcast. We're a Boston sports podcast. We're not podcast. a LeBron podcast. We're not a boxing podcast. Although, who knows? You know, maybe anybody listening to this, if you're a boxing fan, maybe we need a, a boxing podcast on the Couch Guys Sports Network. You guys, can, you guys can add it onto the network. Just let us know. Shoot us a DM. Speaking of which, speaking of Couch Guys Sports, Couch Guys Sports sweatshirt right here. Great sweatshirt. Very comfortable on the inside. Crazy comfortable. I'm going to say, now Al's got his too. I'm going to say this, Al. When I ordered these, I did not expect these to be this nice. The, the, the logo right on the center of the chest, beautiful. Very well done. These, the inside of it, the quality, these are great, great sweatshirts. I'm very happy with this. I wasn't very happy with the first round that we did a couple of years ago. I'm very happy with this. Very yes. happy. So go. Solid job. Solid job. 
Go to couchguysports.com, click on the store tab, and you guys can buy all of your Couch Guy Sports merch. And you guys can also check out all the blogs as well. Because as you guys know, we've got a ton of blogs going up every single day on everything that you can imagine. I saw a vacation blog recently, I think, uh, right? Yeah, second highest uh, views ever for a month yeah. on the network. We're just continuing and we're just growing. So guys, check it out, couchguysports.com, and also click on the store tab. So that was the weekly dump. Let's move on to the first topic of the night. Let's talk about the Celtics. The Celtics, I, I feel like there's been a big mix on Twitter, whether or not people are happy with what the Celtics did. So Danny, specifically Danny Ainge, you say the Celtics, I specifically mean Danny Ainge. So obviously people were upset post-draft night because there were the millions of rumors that credit to us, we said, don't get your hopes up for. Yep. Nothing happened on draft night. Very little happened. There was a trade at the end of the first round, but nothing big and explosive. Like there were some rumors, you know, Miles Turner, uh, Drew Holiday, I think was already off the board at that point. Uh, Miles Turner, Dougie McBuckets, James Harden. There were rumors upon rumors upon rumors that the Celtics were going to do something big. Well, another night, NBA draft night goes by, nothing happens. So people are pissed off at Danny Ainge. Gordon Hayward, he's going to sign elsewhere. Gordon Hayward's going to go sign with the Charlotte Hornets. At first, it appears that he's just signing with the Hornets. People are upset. You got nothing for Gordon Hayward. Well, it turned into a sign and trade. The big fish for the Celtics, as I said in the weekly dump, was the $28 million trade exception. Gordon Hayward lands a $120 million four-year contract. And before we get into the actual sign and trade, going back to the question that we talked about in the weekly dump, would you have been okay if the Celtics handed Gordon Hayward a $110 million contract? Absolutely not. Not even close. I would have been irate. He's a good player, but the amount of money that he just got is asinine even a, 10 million a, less is asinine a good player did you see his comment today that he thinks he's still in his prime i i can't believe that he has the gall to say that gordon hayward you're 31 years old you have been injury plagued two of your last three seasons and we're not talking just like a you know a tweaked ankle here a sprain there we're talking big time injuries here quags we're talking about a broken leg we're talking about a broken wrist and you think that you're just going to come back at age 31, you signed a big four-year deal, and then you're going to be able to go out there and perform to the same level you were in your last year at Utah before you signed in Boston four years ago or three years ago, whatever it was? Give me a break. Like, let's, let's be realistic a little bit here. No, he's – well, so I think he's still, I mean, very, very I, – I think he's still at the near top of his game. I'm going to give him a lot of credit because last year he had a really good season, right? But the thing is – for the next four years, I mean, $120 million over four years. I forget what that breaks down into, but it's something outrageous for Gordon Hayward. So, so wait, what, what are the, what are the numbers? Yeah, $30, 30 million. million a year. So uh, I'm not good at math. $30 million over the next four years. So that means three years in. And this happens with a lot of contracts, so I'm not going to specifically just nitpick it. But $30 million in three years when Gordon Hayward's going to, I would assume, be clearly on the free fall at that point in his career or the downfall, or at least he's slowing down. You're going to look at that contract, and Michael Jordan out there in Charlotte's going to be like, this is really hurting our cap. This is really hurting what we can do as a team. It might not be as big of a deal for the Charlotte Hornets because, I mean, let's face it, they really haven't been great. 
over the <laughs> however many years. So they usually don't go after big guys. So regardless of that, Hayward in three years, when you're spending $30 million on this guy, probably not going to look like a great investment at that time. I'm sure he's going to look great this year. I'm sure he's going to be fun to watch this year, especially like, I think I want to give credit to Jared on this. I think he said this. Um, You're probably going to see something close to Utah, Gordon Hayward. Yeah. He said said, a fringe all-star, I think was the the correct terminology. He might even be an all-star because he's going to be the guy. Well, not only, not only that, right? Just break it down this way, and it just it proves your point perfectly. What number option, realistically, was Gordon Hayward going to be if he was back on the Celtics? Uh, with a healthy Kemba, four. Yeah, right. And what's he going to be on Charlotte? At the worst. At the, or at the absolute worst? One. Maybe even two at the absolute worst. Depends on how LaMelo Ball does. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're I'm one. saying. You're I'm one. Saying, he's going to be saying, the first I'm saying option. he's, he's going to be a, a top option. And he knew right. that. And he came out and said it when people interviewed him. I think it came out today. He literally said it was hard to leave Boston, but he thought that he could be more of an impact with Charlotte. I mean, the money helps too, but the opportunity was there for him to go back to what he was similar in Utah. That's why he signed with Boston in the first place, because he was going to be playing alongside Isaiah Thomas. Well, when, yeah, thing. exactly. People, people forget that because it happened so quick with getting uh, Kyrie. When Gordon Hayward signed here originally, it looked like it was going to be him, Al, and Isaiah Thomas. He didn't – it didn't – it wasn't him and Kyrie and Al Horford. It was him, Isaiah Thomas, and Al Horford. So, right. I mean, if you come here and, and IT is – big Isaiah Thomas fan, but if you come here and Isaiah Thomas is the top guy in this team, you expect that you're at least going to be right up there. You're going to be one and one with this guy. You right. both can one be and, the first option. Yeah, right. one and one A, Exactly. But once Kyrie gets there, obviously you get knocked down to the number two spot. But Hayward's best playing option is definitely in Charlotte. Yes. But I just I, – like, I can't get over the fact that Charlotte gave him that money. But regardless, from a Celtics point of view, to get that $28 million trade exception is great. But then you got to ask the question – like, to, to get somebody, you're going to have to trade, right? And yes. you've run out of all those high ass, assets that you've had for a long time, with those first-round picks, all that, or at least the, the really juicy ones that could get you a superstar. So wh- when you make this next deal, if you make this next deal, you got to wonder who are they going to trade and I, how are they going to trade to get I, somebody who's going to fit this exception. I have some thoughts. I do, I do okay. have, a few, I have a few thoughts. There's a few players, and I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Okay, I'm going to throw this out here. Dante Turo used to write for us. Good kid, good basketball mind. He had a few names in mind, and I'm also going to give credit to our own Tom Satham Facet Fiesta because he came up with the same name. Bradley what is Beal. His name? Tom Satham Facet. He's I, just, I think I just assumed his last name was Powder. No, you're thinking of the other. No, you're getting all confused now. Let's not. Wait, let's wait, not, wait, wait, wait. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Fiesta. Are you talking about Fiesta? That makes no, sense. Is Powder's pa- last name Powder? No, it's Cadmus. Okay, well, that also doesn't make any sense. Well, talk to them. Why don't you come back on Legends Lingo one time well, and you can air it out? <laughs> and you can you guys, air that out with them. You guys, you, nobody, for the longest time, I didn't even know Powder's name was Tom. First of all, yes, he's because you guys, a, you guys only refer to them as Powder and Fiesta. That's, as that's far what as they I want. <laughs> that's what as, they want for nicknames. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? As far <laughs> as I knew, Fiesta's name was Fiesta. 
No first name, no last name. It was Fiesta. All right, let's 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 get back. Okay, to it, sorry. Though. Fiesta no, usually he, has pretty good takes, so I'm I'm interested. He does. No, he does. I give I give Fiesta a lot of credit. He he thinks outside the box, and that's something that I seriously respect. Now mm-hmm. on all platforms, but Bradley Beal in Washington. I want you to think about this for a second. We just came out with the news that Kemba Walker is going to be struggling for the first month. Who's going to be the starting point guard right now? Je- if they have a starting point guard, Jeff Teague. Now, granted, you brought Jeff Teague I keep, in. I keep forgetting Jeff Teague on this team. So, Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson are officially signed. Teague probably steps up in that point guard position. But if you see in Washington, you're like, huh, this situation isn't working out great. John Wall gets hurt every year. Davis Bertans, they just signed to a big deal. Bradley Beal wants to go to a contender. This might be the move. This could be the piece that people are missing. And then when Kemba comes back, you can roll out. I'm just saying, if you ever did, you could roll out with Kemba, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then you make your pick, Tristan, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. And then you have Daniel Tice, uh, Grant Williams, Jeff Teague coming off the bench. That's a pretty good eight right there. That's a pretty solid eight. That's and a, it's a great team. It's, it's a but, very, are, but, but are they a championship team? I think they're very close to it because – Think about this too, and I don't know if you know this, but they don't. The Celtics don't only have that twenty-seven point nine million dollar exception. They have a few others from years past too. Yeah, I think they have like a six-year, something like that. They have to. I mean, not a six-year. Sorry, six million maybe. Yeah, something like that. But who's to say they can't go out and get a guy like maybe Evan Fournier? Who's to say you know if you don't want to spend it on Bradley Beal, fine. Go talk to like the, um, the Atlanta Hawks. Go talk to them. They have so many bigs now. I mean, they have John Collins who's 23, and by the way, under, I think, three years more on his contract. You, they got Clint Capella last year, who that's another affordable guy that you can get and another big that's been linked to Boston before. There are so many Everybody's been linked here. to Boston. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> but Everybody. We're talking just in the past year. Right, okay. Clint, Clint Capella. You can't tell me, Quag, that if Clint Capella came on here and then you could play, have a little bit of fun at that four and five with Capella – and Thompson or Capella and Tyson, whichever, you know, combo you want to use. That's another rebounding guy that you need. And that's what the Celtics team has lacked over the years is rebounding, especially offensive they need, rebounding. They too. need bigs, which is, which is why I was excited for Miles Turner. And I know people have their opinions on him. I know people think that he's overrated and, and granted he might be, but Miles Turner fits what this NBA is now more than more than your your traditional big guy. He's a guy who can shoot. He's he's got I mean like like Al. Like Al would take the ball out on the perimeter and he would shoot. This is that is what the NBA is at this point. Bigs don't just sit under the basket anymore. And I mean it, it don't get me wrong. Like I didn't when I really wanted Miles Turner, I didn't even think about Tristan Thompson. So the Tristan Thompson signing I'm very happy with. But yeah, I mean if if the Celtics wanted to make a move like that, I would be I'd be in on it. But I'm almost at the point where I'm like, okay, well, do we want to sit and wait more or do we want to go for the finals now? Because, and I bring this up because Danny Ainge on, I believe it it might've been Toucher and Rich. It was, it was Toucher and Rich. He did not sound too confident that this team is a championship contender, which is weird because like in years past, he's, he seems pretty gung ho about it. I think it's a situation where, and I think I might've said this last week and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I said it. 
you have a five, six year window. I'm not, I'm not going to remember. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's true. You can hardly remember your name half the time. That's true. And, and the people that work for Couch Guy, but that's okay. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry, I had to do that there. No, but yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> in all seriousness, you have a five, six year window. Since the Tatum extension, that said to everybody, okay, Jason Tatum's the guy. Jalen Brown is your number two. And it reminds me, it's not the exact way, but in a way it reminds me almost in the mid-90s, the Orlando Magic with Shaq and Penny Hardaway. Not that one of them's a big, but it's the sense you have two young superstars that are going to evolve and become superstars and top 15 to top 10 players in the NBA. And you have a chance to build around them. Get them those pieces so that way you have a chance to compete for championships for the next five, six years. Now, if it's not this year, you still have four or five years left. But it's still a, it's still a testament to Danny Ainge knows Jason Tatum's the guy. Build around him. Build yeah. around Jalen. Get the veterans in here. If you have to go make that splash piece, go out and make that sp- splash piece. You have the money now to do it. And you can only use it this year. That's the rule. You can only use that trade exception this I year. Think, is, it a, is it a calendar year? I'm pretty sure I Fiesta would know that better than I would. He's he's a guy to ask on that, but I'm not entirely sure. But still, if it's only this calendar year or this season, whatever it is, Danny Ainge, my guy, go use it. Go improve your basketball team that's made it to the Eastern Conference Finals three of the past four years. You're right there. You're on the doorstep. And I'm sorry, I'll. No, I was going to say there's a name to keep in mind for not this season, but beyond this season. Giannis keep that name in mind uh, and I and, and I don't want to talk about it too much on this episode because I feel like there could be a, a better way to go about talking about Giannis but I'm probably just getting myself excited but as we yeah. as we continue here just the just the thought of Giannis in a Celtics uniform is it's I mean Boston, ha- Boston has a very high Greek population. I mean, I it, him, him and Tatum, that. him and Tatum are buddies. You know, they <laughs> also didn't know that. Like, there's there's pieces here. There's pieces in place. So I can see why the the motors are running in your head. I get it. I'm just not getting too comfortable with that thought until the time actually comes and Woj or Shams or whoever tweets out and is like, Boston is seriously talking. Giannis Antetokounmpo about coming and being a Celtic. Being a Celtics fan, you can't get yourself excited about anything. You can't get yourself excited about any prospects. You can't get yourself excited about any trades, any free agents, none of that, because every time you get excited, you fall back down. You know what else? But you know what you can get excited about, Quags? Yes. Manscaped. Manscaped. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. That was perfect, because that's exactly where I was going. Guys, support for the Couch Guys Sports podcast comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past, of Christmas past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. I've talked about this a million times. Clipped ball sack when I was younger, thought you had to use scissors. I was stupid, didn't realize things like the Manscaped razor existed. 
but it does exist. You don't have to make any mistakes like that and just go to manscaped.com and use promo code couchguy20 at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping just to get something like that so you don't ever have to worry about making a mistake like I did when I was younger. Guys, that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0, which is what I was just talking about, has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand-new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gifts this holiday season. It's literally everything that you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls, they stink. Guys, don't think they don't because they do. Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver, the product along with the Crop Preserver, keeping your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good, their manly scent is attractive, and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused, overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxers. Tis the season of Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and your friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Your balls, they're going to thank you. Again, get 20% off with free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code COUCHGUY20. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Manscaped.com, our friends. Couch Guy 20, free shipping, 20% off. By the way, that story might have made its way onto another podcast on the network, one doing a certain ad read. I'm just saying. We're talking about my nuts? Well, not indirectly. <laughs> not directly. We might have just say not indirectly. That means directly. I meant directly. I meant to say not directly. And by the way, you might want to listen to the newest episode because uh, your boy Fiesta is about to go on a rant tonight about the Celtics. And those okay. rants are fire. Beautiful. So we've only actually got a few minutes left on the show because we're on a time crunch here. Yes. But sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. The Patriots beat the Cardinals this week. Honestly, not much to talk about with that specific game overall because we've been up and we've been down with this team at this point. Like I think I think we know at this point that they're just a mediocre football team. Yes. I think that's I think that's what we can gather. That's what we can get. There's no use in talking about that. But Cam Newton, who's an interesting conversation to have here cam newton 84 yards a 23 passer rating this past week al are yes. you I, not not benching him but are you willing or are you open to the idea that the patriots could play jared Stidham for at least a few snaps a game just to see what you have there depending on the situation yes i mean it has to be a situation, and the Patriots never get into these situations anymore, so God forbid. But they, for me, they have to be significantly up, so like up two or three scores, for me to go in and be like, okay, Jarrett, here's a drive for you. Let's see what you can do with this drive and this play or package. Or down. Okay, maybe a down. Maybe. Okay, maybe. But it can't be in a tight situation. That's the whole thing. And by the way, this, this win, 
I'm happy about this win. Don't get me wrong. As a Patriots fan, I think we both can agree. We're both Patriots fans. We're both happy when they win. Oh, of course. Yeah. But. Well, maybe not after the Jets because that was, that was the Trevor Lawrence game. That's yes, when we were like, right. all right, Trevor Lawrence is coming to New England. So maybe uh, not after that game. <laughs> right, okay. Fair. But you beat a team that had Kyler Murray that was injured. I don't care. I know he had a few rushes that were decent, but you were playing basically like almost like a one-legged Kyler Murray because he was not the same when he was scrambling around on Sunday. And the Patriots knew that and they took advantage of that fully healthy. I think the Cardinals win that game 31 to 20. Oh, and by the way, that Anthony Jennings call. Oh my oh, gosh. The blind side block. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, that was crazy. The, the that Card- was asinine. The Cardinals guy was looking right at Jennings, literally looking eye to eye. And what is Jennings supposed to do? Is he supposed to sit there and get pancaked? In, in the eyes of the NFL, he's supposed to not even get pancaked, just step out of the way. You step out of the way. He, just let him Ozoski tackle. gets tackled. Like yeah. he, he's like Michael Floyd, like four years ago, had a worse one than that on the Juliet Edelman oh, for return. for sure, on the, that, against the Dolphins. Yes. I was on a plane, actually, and I saw that. It was pretty cool. But anyways, Michael Floyd, that was way worse, and nobody made a call on that. Oh, no, I feel bad was, for Jennings. That was, that was a crazy a crazy call and that but almost cost them the game it did no you're right because they didn't score a touchdown on that drive now with cam i don't think you should give jared stidham a shot you know why because at this point i don't think jared stidham is the guy i don't think this team thinks he's the guy i think the patriots are setting settling with cam and i think they're plenty happy to move forward with cam for this year and maybe even next year we can talk about that on a, a separate episode Right. As we get closer to the season. But I, I, I mean, at this point, like there was at the start of the season, Jared Stenham wasn't even on the active roster for the games. He wasn't even suited up on the sideline. It was Brian Hoyer who was back up. I don't think the Patriots want Jared Stenham to be the guy. I think they've seen enough from him. And I, I, I don't think it's worth getting him in the game. I think if you're going to roll with Cam Newton this year, you might as well play him, especially if you have the idea that he could be with back with the team next season. It might be a better idea for the Patriots to just just play it out. Just play it to. out with Cam. Real quick, before we actually end the show, because I know you're on a time crunch and so am I. Quick question. If the Patriots beat the Chargers on Sunday, then beat the Rams, and then beat the Dolphins in our 8-6 and six going into the Buffalo game in Week 16, are you going to get excited about them again at a potential playoff run? That's a big if. Um, yeah, probably because I'm stupid. I'm going to get myself excited and everything's going to fall apart. Okay. Just, Couch Guy Sports Podcast episode 184. <laughs> Couch Guy. Well, yeah, we got to wrap it up here on a, on a very much of a time crunch. We could talk about Nikhil Harry at, on a different show, I guess, or actually real quick, Nikhil Harry. We can just say this at this point. I think he's a bust. He stinks. His game okay. on Sunday was terrible. Yeah, he stinks and he can't catch a slant. Okay, perfect. No, and he, 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 he can't block. He's been a struggle since he got here. He's been injured. He's, when he's on the field, he's not that good. Meanwhile, again, like I said in the weekly dump, DK Metcalf, who was picked, I think, 30-something picks around that area after Nikhil Harry is tearing it up in Seattle. Nick Qualia, Al Nahigi, and Couch Guy Sports Podcast number 180. Four, follow me on Twitter at Nick Quag. Follow Al. Is it at Big, Big Al? 2793. 2793. Follow Couch Guy Sports on Twitter at Couch Guy Sports. And like us on Facebook at Couch Guy Sports. And the podcast is on Twitter as well. Couch Guy Podcast. 
We'll be back next week. All three of us, assuming, are going to be back next week. Me, Al, and Jared. Guys, rate and subscribe on iTunes and subscribe on YouTube as well, where the video has been getting a lot of good reviews. So check out the video version of the podcast. Again, Nick Qualia, Al Nahigi, and guys, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for watching, and thanks for listening. See you guys. Oh, wait. Shit.